Welcome to Tax Insights, presented by Hawkins Ash CPAs. And once again, good morning. Welcome back to Tax Insights here on 1240 Radio WOMT and at 107.9 FM each and every week with Jeff from Hawkins Ash in Manitowoc. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning, Terry. How are you, sir? We're doing well. Jeff, today we're going to be talking about a topic I don't recall us ever talking about, but a topic that I will tell you frightens a lot of people. Oh, exactly. Exactly, because what we're going to talk about today is that constant battle between the IRS and states and scammers who are trying to get all your sensitive information. So we're talking about identity theft today. And, you know, whether it be by you giving out your private information by companies having breaches of data or, you know, the old dark web, there's a lot of information out there that are going to let scammers know how to get into our personal lives. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about that today. So we heard a lot about this a couple of years ago about identity theft. And I'm wondering, is things getting better, uh, privacy and things like that? What's going on? You know, I think it's getting marginally better, but, you know, scammers are, are smart people. So, you know, as the IRS tries to close one door, these scammers are just finding another way in. So I think it's it's just a constant battle. Yeah. What have you seen out of curiosity this year so far in regards to identity theft? Yeah, it's interesting because the IRS every year publishes a list of the, the uh, top 10 dirty dozen or the top 12 dirty dozen scams. So here's just some of them that they list for 2020. And, and a lot of these have been on there in years past. But, um, you know, the first one is like phishing scams. So this would be where you receive a fake email or there's like a fake website that all they're looking to do is really steal your personal information. It's, it's crazy how these things just look like legitimate websites. My advice here is to, you know, when you get an email from, let's say, at an Amazon or a Netflix saying that there's something wrong with your account, don't click on the link on the, on the uh, email. Log into that account like you normally would and see if there really is an issue or not. Hmm. You know, the second one is fake charities. This is a big one, you know, especially with charities kind of being, um, you know, needing money this year because yeah. of, of the pandemic. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of charities, but is, you just have to do your research before giving them any personal information. Most websites, though, are going to have um, – are going to have websites. And so you're going to be able to see if they're legit. And then of course there's the phone calls. Now I remember a lot about phone calls. Uh, it seems like at least in the past year or so, everyone was getting phone calls. Is this something that is still happening? It is. So, you know, just a reminder that the IRS and the States, they're just not going to call you out of the blue. And if they do call you, they're certainly not going to tell you that you have to pay your tax immediately with prepaid gift cards. You know, as much as I like to say that this stuff doesn't work, obviously it does because it continues. So I'm absolutely sure that we're going to hear about this again and probably very soon. So let's quickly move to social media and identity theft. Jeff, your thoughts? Yeah, you know, Terry, yeah, you know, social media has its good points, but also it's bad. I can't tell you how many times that I look at a Facebook post for like a contest where maybe, maybe win a new car or, or a box of sub sandwiches. Mm -hmm. And all you have to do is just click on the link on this page. Well, if you kind of look at some of the underlying accounts of that contest, you know, this Facebook page was maybe set up a week or so ago, and it takes you to some unrelated website. Probably not a good idea to, uh, to click on those kind of things. 
you know, also, I look at a lot of people, and, and there's these fun games out there. You know, tell me about yourself. How many tattoos do you have? Mm. You know, what year did you graduate high school? What month were you born? You know, what's your parents' names? You know, sounds familiar? Yeah. You know, it's the same security questions that the websites are asking for. Yet, a ton of people will continue to fill out these little fun surveys on Facebook, and then that information is just out there. Yeah, I have seen a lot of people do that, and you just cringe at that because you're absolutely right. Those questions are generally those security questions um, for websites, and you are just giving, literally giving that information to anyone who wants that information. And, and of course, it, it never goes away. It always kind of stays on your right. feed. So if someone right. knows who you are, they can just look at your feed, go back, and they can get those questions anytime. Right. Or they can take a you screenshot know, of that as well, too, because people said, I'm just going to delete it. Once it's out there, you have no idea if anyone has ever taken a photo of that. Oh, ex- exactly. So those are just few of the of the 12. Um, and you can go to the, web, the IRS website to see the rest. So, Jeff, last question here in the program, but... What can be done if someone thinks that they may have been a victim of identity theft? You know, the the IRS continues to issue these identity theft PIN numbers, which essentially is a six-digit number that's needed to file your return. It's kind of like what a lot of companies are doing with the two-factor authentication. Without that six-digit number, the IRS just will not accept a return for you. In the past, this form needed to be filed by paper. And it still can be, but with as far as the IRS is behind, um, it's going to take a while for that to process. So they've expanded the program, and now you can go right onto their website and do it online. The advantage of doing it this way is that you can get that PIN number immediately, and you can use it for this year's return. But just remember that when you apply for it, make sure you go to the irs.gov website. If you go to a different website, and someone asks you that you have to pay a fee to be able to do this, you're in the wrong place. Yeah. Jeff, great information each and every week here on Tax Insight. How do people connect with you and the team at Hawkins Ash? I would go to our Facebook, HawkinsAshCPAs.com, and go to our COVID-19 section. Jeff, thank you for your time, and we'll talk to you next week. This has been Tax Insights, presented by Hawkins Ash CPAs. Learn more online at HawkinsAshCPAs.com. Hawkins Ash CPAs, part of your business, part of your life.